I'm Julie Hyde, and I believe you can't be a leader of others until you are a leader of self. It all starts with leading you. So if you are ready to be the best leader that you can be, you're in the right place. I'll be chatting to a diverse range of leaders who will spill the beans on their leadership, how they changed the game, insights into their mindset, and how they built the courage and resilience to be a modern leader with impact. Let's get into it. Kerri-Anne Hooper is one of the only women in Australia with their own range of houseplants in the male-dominated building industry. She founded her own property business, Carnelian Projects, over a decade ago and has created not just forever homes or great investments for clients, but over $50 million in sales. She's a wife, a mum, and a chocolate lover, and I'm really excited to chat to her today. So welcome, Kerri-Anne. Thanks, Julie. Thanks for having me on your beautiful podcast. <laughs> oh, thank you. And I'm really keen to get into our chat today. But the first question I love to ask people as part of the Leading You podcast is, what would be the three things you would do if you were leader of the world for a day? A day. I'm going to sound like I'm in a beauty pageant, <laughs> but I'm going to say first, world peace. So, <laughs> number two would be um, vaccines for everyone to be able to access vaccines, especially, you know, obviously COVID, but um, with the chicken pox and the whooping cough. Third would be shelter. Uh, yeah, something close to my heart is providing shelter for everyone so no one is sleeping on the streets. So, yeah, that would be my three things I would change. Beautiful. And I love the responses to this question because it gives a real insight into what's really important to our guests. So, yeah, thank you for sharing that. Now, you started your own business in 2011 with a ton of self-belief. Did you always want to be an entrepreneur? Uh, look, I started dancing when I was four. I was on the stage. I was about 23. So I think I was always a show off. But yeah, I was in my teen years. I studied drama at school. I studied drama at uni. I was going to go to night. I was going to be a big star, but then realized I wasn't all that great at acting. Um, so then I was at uni, like I said. So I was doing a Bachelor of Arts. So that was three years. And in those days, you just did another year and you could be a teacher. And so I was going to be a teacher. And I thought, no, I don't want to be a teacher. I don't want to be surrounded by 30 kids. I mean, I love teachers, but I personally couldn't be surrounded by 30 kids every day. So then I sort of just went into my parents' businesses in real estate. And then my 20s were really about having babies. We had a bit of a hard time trying to have our two kids. So that was all my 20s were the focus on having children. And then 30s, I was still, you know, on and off with certain jobs and with my parents' businesses. And I got to about 38, 39, I thought, I want to do something for myself. I want to leave a legacy. And honestly, I'm not a good employee. I don't like being told what to do. So uh, yeah, that's probably not a good tick on my resume. But um, so then, yeah, my sister and I, we decided to go into business. I was also working on a full-time job while we sort of started up the business. So I was doing things on the weekend and then, um, yeah, and then sort of dropped that full-time job, went 
all into the business and my sister and I, we sort of separated the business. She wanted to take her side, which is property management, in a different direction. So, yeah, since about 2014, I've sort of been the solo entrepreneur and loving it and no one tells me what to do. Yes. <laughs> that is awesome. Of course, no doubt driven by your clients' needs and what they want. But being your own boss, I can certainly testify to that. It's something that's very liberating. I certainly could not go back into business now. No, tough. But, and I mean, I've been in some toxic environment environments. I mean, I worked for my parents, which was fine, but then other jobs in between, some very toxic environments. I mean, I remember going for a job in real estate when we had to move up to Coffs. My husband was in the bank. We actually met, met in the bank. I was a te- He was a teller. I was doing the banking for my parents' real estate office, and that's how we met. But yeah, going for an interview there, and the guy said to me, why would I want to employ you? You know, you're, you're going to have babies. I mean, we were trying to have babies, but you know, why would I employ a woman now at your age? And other sort of toxic environments where I've been yelled at. And it's like, yeah, no, love working for myself, love helping my clients. And it's tough, but it's worth it. I remember those questions that we used to be asked a long time ago, like, why would I employ a woman? Because she's just going to go off and have babies. I mean, my God. I really admire the self-belief that you had at a really young age. Is that something that you've always had, do you think? Is it something that that was instilled in you or is it just basically what you've known? I think it was probably instilled in me and, like I said, I was a bit of a sort of show-off so nothing sort of really worried me except for when it comes to my kids. My kids will tell me I'm a real worrywart. But I never had that fear of going into business. Like, you know, I never had that fear of it's too scary. I think I got that from my dad. I mean, I can still remember he was a teacher. He was, wasn't happy with the teaching system. So I still remember the phone call. He rang up to get a job in a real estate agency. And from then on, he went on and had his own offices. But I still remember that. And he's like, well, why not? Why, why can't I do that? So I think that's just my background, how my dad was. I mean, another example was I was year six back a while ago now. I'm 52, so that's a while ago. I sat for a multiple choice exam for, and that determined what class I would be in year seven. And I went horrible at it. I'm terrible at multiple choice. I mean, the answers are right in front of me, but I still can't do multiple choice. And I got into a C class for year seven and I was just devastated. And my dad said, you can do it. You work hard, you study hard, go well in exams. And I did. By year eight, I was in 8A3. So I think I always draw on that time and always draw on you can do it. You just got to put the work in and why not? Why not me? That's a great question to live by. And of course, you know, you were, you are a woman who is leading a business, a founded a business in a very male dominated industry. So that's not easy. And he said, I mean, most of the guys are wonderful, like the building supervisors and that, but other salespeople in my sort of air genre, I should say, um, yeah, that's sort of tough to go up against. There's a lot of egos there. I don't believe in egos. <laughs> you know, you saying that, I'm assuming that you believe that it's very important to stay true to who you are, to be really authentic to you. Yeah, honesty. Honesty is the best 
way to live by and with your business as well, especially in the building game with a lot of big builders um, will go in and, you know, say these really low prices and you think that is not the real price. I am not telling the truth. I don't, don't know how some of the big builders get away with it actually. But yeah, honesty is one of the things I will always tell you, my clients, I will always tell them what's going on, even if it's something they don't want to hear. You need to be honest with them. You know, there's always, or you hear a lot of horror stories in the building game, but a lot of it comes down to people not being told the truth or being communicated to it all, especially when it's bad news. Yes, exactly. And a lot of them, you know, with big display homes, it's all smoke and mirrors. You know, they're giving them a really small, you know, low price. Unfortunately, people are going in thinking, oh, that's what my house is going to cost to build, but it's not. They're adding on. I mean, the big builders can't afford to lose $60,000, which they give away. They say they're giving away discount. They can't afford to lose that every build. So they'll make it up during the build and the clients are unfortunately charged with variations and have to run to mum and dad and ask for more money or put my money on a credit card. So yeah, that's that's the part of the industry I just do not like with the building industry. You were talking about your dad before and your parents who also had your know, real estate business. Yeah, they had a few businesses. They had a couple of real estate agencies. They had Tile and Slate. Remember Slate? <laughs> they had a bottle shop. So yeah, they had a few businesses, yes, 20, 30 years ago. So you learnt a particular lesson from them, haven't you? Would you share that for us? I think that has very much shaped who you are. Yeah, well, my mum and dad always said to me, stick to your bread and butter, you know, stick to what you love do it well and watch your cash flow, watch what's coming in, watch what's going out. And unfortunately, they didn't really sort of stick to that. I wish that they did from what, what happened. But they had the real estate agencies. Basically, they were going well. This is, you know, the 80s, 90s. And then um, they decided to go into development. So not just do one or two homes here and there. They decided to do resorts. They decided to multi-unit developments. So they were stretched very thin, weren't watching what was coming in, what was going out. And then the GFC happened. So they were borrowing not from the major banks. They borrowed from smaller banks, from private companies. So all that money dried out, dried up. So then they lost everything. And then came another part of this story and always think, you know, parallel universe, you know, if the GFC didn't happen, what would have happened to my parents? But unfortunately, you know, we're looking, you know, 14 years ago now, they're still in that state of devastation. They're still depressed. They still live their life every day, reliving that time when they lost everything. And it had an effect on their health. Dad got Bell's palsy, mum um, developed breast cancer, which we're sure is from the stress. And yeah, the depression has just eaten away at her. They didn't get any uh, professional help. It's a big lesson to me, do not live in the past. I mean, with a business, this is just advice on the business front, not on a personal front. But if something bad does come with the business, you have to pick yourself up and you have to seek professional help. Because it affects the whole family. I mean, our family is basically will never, ever recover from what happened to our parents at the GFC because they're completely different people. The big lesson is watch your cash flow. <laughs> Try not to be like that. I mean, I, I mean, I myself with cash flow last year, the building industry was 
everyone thinks it was a booming industry, but it wasn't with what happened with COVID and the grants that they had, you know, it affected supplies and trades and I had a builder go broke. So obviously, you know, last year wasn't the best time, but you just got to not be in that state, get professional help and yeah, just watch your cash flow. And, you know, we were talking before and there does come a point where you have to look after your mental health and where you can't, you know, the office of help aren't accepted and um, where you can't influence the situation. You've just got to put boundaries up for you to protect your own mental health. Because like you say, we all come to those T intersections in life where you can't keep going down the same road and you can't reverse. So you've either got to go left or right and you know you go down one road and might be the victim road where you are living in the past and dwelling in the past and it's sort of never ending or you can choose the empowered path where you know you do take control and you take the lessons and you move forward and you look out your windscreen rather than in the rear view mirror like you say it's a really good analogy and think of your family. I mean, it's not only affecting yourself, it's affecting your family, your grandkids. It's an all-encompassing. Um, again, like, like you say, you do have to, when I see them, I do have to put this cone around me to not let the negative depressed feelings come in. But it is quite hard sometimes, especially if someone's going through this, please seek professional help and please think of, of the family, of your family. Yeah, because I mean... A lot of us have aging parents right now. I do, lots of my friends do, and they're all at different stages, like some with dementia. You know, my dad's got um, last stage cancer. So there's so much that, you know, our parents are going through that we're going through. We sort of become the carer. We, we change roles effectively, don't we? Yeah, we do. It's and it's hard. But I mean, I I know I see other friends, parents who are out there living life. You know, you got to live. <laughs> so I say to my parents, please just live, enjoy every day, enjoy the sunrise. You've got family, you've got grandchildren who love you. Just live. <laughs> That's right. We all have that choice. We all have that choice to see, you know, the dark side or or the brighter side. So good on you for, you know, taking that message, the positive messages from that, that you have now, you know, instilled in your mindset and, you know, life's too short to be stuck in the past. Yes. And it's a work in progress. I mean, there are some days when I'm you know, thinking, oh gosh, you know, this is what is going to happen to my parents. But yeah, you just got to every day get up, Put on a podcast <laughs> that makes you, you know, get out of that frame of mind. Look at look at your vision board. Do your gratitude sayings and get on with the day. Yeah, I like that. So, is that your tips in terms of how you keep positive? Because, like you say, the building industry was hard yakka last year. I've got experience in that, and with supply issues, people, trade, it was yeah tough. And then clients were just, you know, thinking, oh, COVID's over. There's still trades who are off sick with it. But, yeah, clients would be getting upset. There'd be a lot of yelling last. I had so many people yell at me last year. It's like, what can I do? Like, but, yeah, that's what you've just got to do. And, um, yeah, eat a lot of chocolate. <laughs> I don't drink alcohol. I don't drink coffee. But I eat chocolate and I drink chocolate. I drink a lot of hot chocolate. So go for a walk. With your podcast, listen to something inspiring that gets you out of that mood so you're not 
that's where it can become hurtful or harmful is staying in that state. You cannot be in that state. And my kids will tell you that I, like I said, I'm a worry wart, but I'm consciously every day trying to, to live and to be positive. Yeah, I love that, Kerry, and you are very positive. Now, you know, your story is one of leadership in action and I know that you're really positive about leaving a powerful legacy behind, which you did touch on before. What is that legacy that you're working towards? You know, I always say when it comes to that time and I don't think I'll have a headstone, but just say there was a headstone. The last thing that I want to be written on my headstone is um, Julie Hyde was busy because I'm so much more than that and I sort of live each day aspiring to be so much more than busy. Obviously, I've got a passion about that, not being busy. So what what is the legacy that you're wanting to leave behind? Definitely I would have to do providing shelter for those less fortunate. I feel that, like I said, I'm 52, so I, I still feel that in my 50s I have more stuff to do personally with my business and make sure my kids are all set up and hubby and I do that. But in my 60s, I feel that I will need to do something and I want to do something to provide, whether it's, you know, myself building my own home to provide, you know, accommodation for people less fortunate who can't afford the high rents or some sort of block of units to shelter yeah, something to do with um, yeah, providing shelter for the homeless or less fortunate because there's so many people homeless, it's quite the statistics that are coming out and even, you know, young women with kids who, you know, their partners left them or and then people our age, you know, in their 50s as well, which is so scary because they've either gone through a divorce or something's happened and living in cars. So definitely feel that that is a legacy I'm going to be working towards um, and that will be in my 60s I feel I'll be getting onto that and hopefully onto some boards where I can make a difference. Oh, I love that Kerri-Ann that's so beautiful and you're right like women I think are the fastest growing demographic in terms of homelessness which at our age over 50 it's just yeah it's really scary so I love that that's on your radar and that's you know, this thing that you're wanting to leave behind along with everything that you're creating now because all of our actions sort of culminate towards our legacy, the things that we do every day. So I think that's a beautiful note to finish on. So Carrie ann thank you so much for being part of Leading You and for being so generous in sharing your story with us and inspiring others to lead with, you know, a positive mindset and learning through um, stories and things that happen to them so that they can move forward in a really positive way and lead themselves forward. So thank you so very much. Thank you so much, Julie. Yes, I do hope this helps someone who is in a tough spot with their business and just to stick with it and get through it because, I mean, it is tough situations at the moment, business-wise, monetary-wise, but I think we're all going to get through it by the end of the year. So we just stick it out and get through awesome thanks Kerri-Ann thank you so much Julie bye 